Hello, everyone. I'm Nick Nitro, and along with me today is Nick Ray. That's from So Long Stargazer, which you can find at SoLongStargazer.com. Dot com. I don't know why I did it this way, but welcome out to the good, the bad, and the geeky. Um, Nick and I are going to talk about a really important movie to us. But before we get into that, let's talk about some cool things. Uh, first off, let us throw out some love to uh, Mad Lab and the group at Mad Lab because they are holding the West Grandview Fringe Festival. At which So Long Stargazer so long is playing at. Will be playing. Magically Unauthorized Misadventures of Rocking Boink will be there. It's all been in Radio Hour will be there. Uh, I'm doing. I'm part of a Futurama read through, a Buffy read through. Oh, I'm doing a lot of stuff. At point is, there's a lot of great lot stuff, of stuff at West Green Fan Festival. For more dates, though, go to Sto- well, Sto- Long. Go to SoLongStargazer.com. I love how you're like, so. Just it's a simple word. You were mouthing it to me like Stolong. If you were playing the drinking game, congratulations. It did not take me that long to <laughs> fuck up. Um, obviously, there's some language in this episode as well. Uh, please take two drinks. Uh, but no, uh, for yeah, so longstargazer.com. Uh, you'll probably hear us plug that once or twice more in the podcast. But please check it out. It's full of great information and great music. So um, also uh, our show is a part of the It's All Been Done Presents Network, or IBDP. Um, and speaking of IBDP, Andy Bat hosts an interview podcast called Today's the Day. In it, he speaks with local people of note, many of them from Columbus Theater community. And he just had an episode come back. I don't know if he's going to keep doing more episodes continuously, but it seems that he's back from his break. Um, it's I'm not going to lie, it's a bit of a deep episode, but I hope you enjoy it. It's called Today's the Day. For more information, uh, please check it out on iTunes or uh, IABDpresents.com because it's all been done anyway. Um, <laughs> I, no, here's the thing it's really good but then I just feel like the way I say it I ham it up and I don't even intend to sometimes and I just it's good uh, I've not, not heard complaints from the impresario who runs it so like, actually watch it now that I say it I was like could you please not A call me the impresario even though that's what I call myself and B could you maybe not ham it up a bit and I'm like sure uh, ah, ham it uh Jesus Christ! It's already devolved. No, no, it's it's over. We've lost it. Drink the drink. (laughs) It's already gone. No. uh, Also, uh, should I do Magic Unauthorized Misadventures of Rocking Boinkle? Um, As you heard, it's going to be at West Grandview Finch Festival, but uh, season two premieres later this year, twenty seventeen. So, iTunes words are hard. iTunes keywords: GBG Boinkle. Waterfall. <laughs> Boosh. Yeah. It's already... You know what? We should just, you know, forget our amazing sponsors at packratcomics.com and audibletrial.com forward slash goodbeggy where, Nick, do you know that you can get a 30-day free trial with over 200,000 titles to choose from? 200,000. 200,000, right. And uh, there's the new book, uh, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson's Astrophysics for People in a Hurry. I'm in a hurry. I, me too. So you know what? We should go to that, and when you do that, it throws some green our way, which is great. But you know what? We're not going to talk about that. No. We're going to get right into... <laughs> Actually, one more thing I'll throw out there. Young Writers uh, Festival 2017. You'll probably hear a lot of podcasts before and after this. For that, go to madlab.net. I'm not even going to bother with the dates because I'm going to butcher them. Uh, but madlab.net, they're amazing. They're awesome, and it's, it's so much fun. But we're here to talk about... That was my that was my effects. Spider Man coming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, I'll throw out there we have a special guest who is not verbally here. He is doing. He's he's, oddly, he's, verbally, he's, he's just he, not physically present. Physically present. He's like a ghost in an audio sort of way. Sure, because that makes sense. Um, for everyone, with it. for everyone, this is the funniest part of the podcast. Um, <laughs> How do we? You know, but no, maybe not. Maybe what did we feel about Spider Man? You know, we're not going to tell you that part because we're just too 
goofing on how bad I am as a host. This show's supposed to be about Spider-Man. Surprise! <laughs> it's not. Um, you, know, you know what? You're right. It's really about how mortgages are falling and the home market declining right now. That's I said a false. bunch of I said a bunch of words that sounded good, and as you said, clearly that was That's wrong. I feel like Ben Affleck can go hunting. Uh, I'm going to take this cash here to four, and uh, I'm going to keep you uh, keep your keep your eyes to the grindstone. What did you just say? He just said a bunch of language he heard in a TV show. That's what <laughs> so just happened. Yeah, mortgages and bank. Yeah. By the way, for the fans out there, that has nothing to do with this. Just to go on another rant, but if you watch Ghostbusters, the mortgage joke they make in there is phenomenal as an adult. <laughs> as you're a kid, you're just like, get to the ghost. And when you watch it now, you're like, that's some fucking funny. Yeah, I had to, I had to mortgage my grandma's second house. It'll be okay, Ray. The prime mortgage. And you're like, ooh, adult humor. I love it. Anyway, so yeah, this is about Spider-Man Homecoming. Nick and I talk about, but we also have Eric Sternberger uh, on. Oh God, Eric Sternberger, Burger. Ooh. Eric, he's gonna say it right. We're gonna Basinger, play the Basinger. Ba- Basinger. 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 Either way, we're gonna play the full clip from Eric after the theme song, and you're gonna hear all. The, and I'm not editing it because it is actually kind of funny. Oh, it's um, brilliant. And and, and I, I I feel like if I, it's a disservice to Eric for a taking his time and b for making it really funny <laughs> without doing that. And so I'm gonna play all of it as it is. Um, but that'll be the first thing you hear once the theme song cuts out and then we'll go right into Spider-Man uh, and I'm not gonna lie it'll probably take us a second to dip back around to what Eric was talking about yeah. but we do cut back to it and we really I mean guys we fucking go into Spider-Man like spoiler alert oh yes thank you spoiler alert I mean we we like we pull spoilers down and we just go to town on them when we if just you haven't seen this movie yeah, you won't bad need analogy. to when we're done. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know what? Why bother? Just don't even go to the movie at this point. Just listen to us and go, I've saw Spider-Man. Nick and Nick told me about it. You know what? That's our law firm, too. Nick and Nick. Nick and Nick, Nick. told me about it. <laughs> Nick and Nick. Do you want to go see a movie but don't want to waste the time? I listen to a podcast, but Nick and Nick. I saved 20 minutes. <laughs> I saved 20 minutes by, by ordering Geico. Uh, all right, but yes, episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Geeky, Spider-Man Homecoming. Geeky. Hey guys, uh, wish I could be there. Um, I am so excited to be talking about Spider-Man: Homecoming. Um, I, I was lucky enough uh, to see it at, at the uh, press screening, and I have been just biting my tongue with uh, spoilers and trying not to hype it too much for people that haven't seen it. So, because I, I went in with. Um, Expectations like, oh, I hope this is good. It's going to be a a Marvel Spider-Man, so I assume the best. Um, but I, after the last two, I, I went in thinking, uh, well, at least it's going to be better than them, and I'll be happy. I was not expecting to walk out of the theater thinking, well, that was the best Spider-Man movie I've ever seen, and I think. The realization of that as I was walking out of the theater um, was fantastic. Um, I was like, I was, I was just I remember sitting there thinking, like, there's no way this is now my 
favorite Spider-Man, but it is. It just really took me out of, uh, took me by surprise. I was trying not to hype that too much for anyone I knew that was going to see it. Um, but um, it's just everything about it, every choice that movie made, I, I loved. Um, even down to the casting and how th- it made um, everything around Peter Parker really. It made. Um, like his high school more diverse but not in a way that it was obviously making it diverse it just it, it felt real uh, from the taking of Flash from no longer being the um, the stereotypical bully of um, you know the 50s the 60s the 70s whatever, the, the, the jock who, who pushed someone into a locker which uh, bullying has become sadly more sophisticated uh, he was the rich bully, uh, which is a fantastic take, and um, the way Mary Jane came about, it was brilliant in the fact that they made you love this character throughout the entire movie, and then at the end said, oh, by the way, this is Mary Jane, suck it, racists. You know, anyone who you know had a problem with that casting ahead of time, the you know the oh stormtroopers can't be black crowd, um, who just don't belong in my nerd fandom, um, could just deal with it. Um, even to the point that uh, Aunt May being hot is fantastic because it's one of those things that you think about. Like I'm the age an Aunt May should. Be, essentially like I can have a 16 year old kid my friends have got kids right now they're graduating high school which you know freaks me out a little bit because I'm still binging Samurai Jack on a Saturday but it's like she should be my age um, it shouldn't be the comic book depiction of the drawings of her as being this, this old Betty uh, so I love that, and I love that they took it that way, and and I love that it was like a hot, age-appropriate actress. Tony Stark was, you know, making comments, um, sexist comments about a, a woman of appropriate age for him, as opposed to suddenly, you know, pairing him with a twenty-year-old or, or, or something like that. Um, I apologize, a storm's apparently rolling in and hitting uh, the house as I record this. Um, but, yeah, it's like everything, it was the most Spider-Man of every Spider-Man movie, of any Spider-Man movie, uh, is kind of how, how I viewed it. I just, I just really enjoyed it, and it reminded me of comic books. So, anyway, that's my take. Uh, I look forward to hearing what everyone has to say. Um, Nick, uh, since I can't be there, and if you want to edit these in, here's a few things, uh, just to make it seem like I'm there. Uh, thanks, Nick, glad to be here. I have to say I agree with Casey. Oh, yeah. Um, it was Amazing Spider-Man 33. You are as correct as you are handsome. I think it's pronounced Busima? Uh, never bring up the clone saga. I guess just uh, ericsternberger.com to check out everything I've written, uh, including Haunting Party, uh, which uh, was just named a finalist at the Austin Revolution Film Fest. No, it was my pleasure to be here. We'll just start off and say that was a clip from Eric. You know what? I'm not going to edit it because it sounds funnier in context. Yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, uh, can I just say that uh, I, uh, I'll preface this with like, and if you heard Guardians, like at the end of the day, my, my Marvel character or any comic book character outside of 
the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sure. is Spider-Man. And uh, I... I had a I don't know like I was super hyped for the movie but it wasn't like oh my god I, I just like I want to see it I don't know if it's just because I was nervous I don't know because I enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man but I didn't enjoy it like yeah. there were moments of in there I was like this is really good but collectively as a whole story like they blew its wad before it even like the oh, first yeah. movie butchered they just kind of ruined everything so I wasn't like I was just more excited like oh he he can he works on web fluid and he's using and I was like oh okay and I'm intrigued for Jamie Foxx's Electro I had different thoughts afterwards but you know and there were again there were little tiny moments I thought worked but I well again I don't know if we talked about this last time on Guardians but I kind of feel like Tobey Maguire is a good Peter Parker for what he was. Like, the original yeah. 50s, 60s Peter Parker. In the very first Spider-Man, yeah. Tobey Maguire was an okay Peter Parker. Yeah. And then... But... And this, now, again, this isn't his fault. He's not a good Spider-Man. And the reason why is because they started off... Raimi started off with a narration. And collectively, is he talking? Is he narrating? What's he doing? Yeah. And and that kind of... that's I'm making the assumption that's why they didn't do that. It's because of that. And but at that point you have to stick with what you have and keep going. Like he makes one crack I think during Spider Man two, which is still my favorite Spider Man movie. This one is very, very close. I mean like super like like spider web thing close. I have to You just wanted to make I that did I did, I did. That's this really thing of the day. So, so it's almost as good as Spider Man two. Spider web close. That's the official quote from the Good right. Geeky podcast. But no, um, because Garfield, though, had the quips down as Spider-Man. Like, he had even kind of the yeah. sarcastic tone. But then, I thought he was a horrible Peter Parker. I did not like him as Peter Parker. I thought he was way too, like... Kind of like Luke and the Converters. He was like, a, little too a little too hip. A like. hip, yeah. Like, like... Well, here's the thing. He's what the movie studios think is the nerd type I felt like yeah. like a hi he's hip yeah. but like Tom Holland in this one he's not he's just kind of away from everybody else which is that is the new nerd or yeah, the new outcast I, I, I yeah. felt like they, they they nailed Peter Parker in this one like yes. to a T like it was maybe not the 1950s 60s Peter Parker but like what you think of Peter Parker like the collectively yeah I feel like it yeah. was just so on point like the concept of just you know, kind of like tripping over his own words every time he sees so he's like, oh, uh, like just being so socially awkward, not because he's you know a an awkward kid mm -hmm. just because he's like, is lacking a little bit of that confidence, is unsure, and is yeah. easily flustered, like he's just like oh, uh, uh if, it, if it's anything that's out of his element, yeah. like he's like you know, somebody asks him a question like the math class scene. He's like, I was doing something else. And it's like, oh, yeah, so this is that thing. And so, of course, with the, it cancels it out and you're good. And they're like, thank you so much. And like, he goes right back to it. Yeah, he goes back to whatever he was doing. It's not a problem. But, you know, a pretty girl walks by and he is unable to make sentences. And mm -hmm. then he's I, like, uh, what I, were we talking about? I feel like it's, well, Spider Man's life. I think I did say this last time too. I, I, actually, this is preface. I'll probably say that a lot. So I, you know what? Take a drink because <laughs> that's the drinking game now. But um, but no joke. I swear. Like I feel like 
Spider-Man probably will work better as a TV show with a movie to cap every to cap every season off. My logic for that is is that it's a high school drama technically because he's always in love with everybody. There's always some kind of drama. I just feel like it's a lot to cram into a two and a half hour movie, and I feel like they actually found a way to do it very well. I think, but I, I feel like because that's the whole thing is that Peter shows up to one place he falls for one girl like they set up Betty Bryant which I thought was really cool granted she's also his age which that made me a little weird I, again this is old school oh, again I didn't have a problem with it but I was just like but if they're setting that up for later Betty dumped him because she was he was too young for her and she I think is like the same age or younger than him so that it well, threw me off. For, again, I'm I'm trying to think five miles ahead. That's my problem. But I mean, even five miles ahead, a lot of it, like when you come up to why Betty Brant dumped him. I mean, that stuff you can change all of that stuff. MJ's name is Michelle, which I'm fine. Which that's fine, right? So like, if if you can name MJ Michelle, Betty Brant can dump him for whatever reason she wants. Yeah, that that's true. I don't know. You don't have to follow the storyline of the comic to a T. That's true. That's true. But you're right. If you're going with the comic, which which you know, if you're if you're trying to make a live action version of the comic book, you know, a la Riverdale, then sure, you need to make it into a TV show so that you can have all of those episodes. Can I be clear? I do not want a CW show. I would like a. Well, let me rephrase this. I would like... Because, look, if you read the original books, even a little bit now, uh, I think now it's more of a crime procedural case of the week kind of show. I mean, granted, it's a really good one. Because I like Dan Slott's Spider-Man. So if you haven't read it, please read it. Okay. Uh, yeah. But because he's not in high school anymore, so it's about sure. college. Yeah. I would say it's actually more like The Flash. Like, he has a job, and he's doing his thing. Well, that was like the first... The Tobey Maguire's Peter Parker was working for J. Jonah Jameson. Like, he was a photographer at that point. They need to get him back. He was way. such a good... You know what? Fuck him taking uh, Commissioner Gordon, and I know why he did it. Probably because... He, he is a fan of this stuff. Sure. And so he's probably like, I have Cloud, I, and you want me to be Commissioner Gordon? I look nothing like what probably Commissioner Gordon... I don't care, I'll do it. Sure. <laughs> because they don't, they're don't they not using me over there anymore. And I'm he like... Freaking so, so good. Just, and you know what? Uh, it, it, here's so the thing. Good. The guy who had they had playing Robbie Robertson was also really good. Yes. I can't remember the actor's name. Uh, he was in uh, Sister Act. He played the love interest of Whitney... Yeah. Uh, uh, Whoopi Goldberg. But... If they could get all three of those back, they could get J. Jonah Jameson, J.K. Simmons, they could get, you know what? Get Sam Raimi's little brother, Ted, and back sure. as his toady. That was fine. It was, yeah, it, that was actually really, one of the best parts of the movie. Jonah was maybe the best casting choice in that movie. Oh, yeah. But, but digress. But, yeah. But, yeah, I like... At that point, he was already more mature, and I like that yeah. this starts before that and the weird part was up until this Spider-Man they all had origin stories yes. as though Peter Parker became Spider-Man sometime around his sophomore year of college like yeah like Peter Parker was a kid yeah like that was part of what made it awesome like especially for the kids that were reading Spider-Man comics like yeah I could do that too right he's like, not really Spider-Man he's really Spider-Boy but yeah, he's but he's Spider-Man yeah nobody has to know that Exactly. Yeah. This Spider Man. He's got a mask. I'm really. I'm really. I'm. I'm really man. I'm yeah. really man. Yeah. Which that was one of my favorite parts. Of the movie. Spider Boy. Spider Man. man. I'm a man. A man. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, I. I. Yeah. I. 
Okay, I, I like to be clear. I did thoroughly enjoy this. I loved it a good deal. Like I like love, love, loved it. But I mean, there was one complaint I have, but you brought it up, which is Spider-Man Two beats it only a little bit, just because I felt like I feel they captured perfectly what it was to be a kid as Spider-Man, which is what I want. I thought they handled that, but like, and I'm also not sad about how they did it either, but like. I wasn't fully... I didn't have... I felt like Spider-Man 2 nailed the emotion down of because they had Uncle Ben. Yeah. Like, there was something there to emotionally anchor him down and to see why he's doing everything he's doing and why he just won't let it go. This one... And I get it. You know, there are small yeah. tribes in South Africa, or South America, actually, that have no contact with mankind. And you know what? After spending time with us for probably two weeks, they'll be outside of death and taxes. These, this will be clear. Bruce Wayne became Batman because his parents were killed, and Spider-Man became Spider-Man because Uncle Ben died. Sure. And Darth Vader is Luke's father. Like, that is almost like it's... You don't have to watch it yeah, and you, you know that. You don't know that to know And so... I, I get that they don't have to show that, and I'm completely fine with it because I'm watching those. Like, I kind of didn't miss Uncle Ben's death at all. Yeah. But if you had to ask me, like, was I emotionally like moved by what was going on? I'm like, there wasn't really anything to like. They hinted at it, which is like, yeah, I don't want to. It was a nice little nod to it. Like, you can't tell, do that to him. And I do hope that they pay that off. And if they do that, and here's the thing, Marvel will probably pay it off. I have a good idea oh, that they with will. The, with the last shot of the movie, they have to. Oh, yeah. Like... Oh, it, God, yes. That, that was so great. That will get addressed. Did, 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 you, did you think they were going to do that by the end of the movie? No. Actually, I remember halfway through the scene, he's, like, doing that, and I was like, wait... He can close the door. Close well, the door, bro. Close the door. Like he yelled and yelled. I and understand yelled. that. And but see, I got so lost in the scene. I'm watching that, and I'm like, wait. He why should close the door. The front door. Why didn't you? Yeah. Hear why it? didn't? Like, well, he's so excited. He well, saw the bag. Sure. No, I know. Again, there's what the the film shows you. And there's right, right. But there's a part of me. I'm like, they keep showing that shot of the door. I was like, close the door, bro. Close the yeah, door. Right. Oh no! And the third time they shoot to the door, you're like. Yeah, because I was like, are they going to end with a massive fight in the movie? And no, it ends with, what the? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh. Yeah. That was so, it was so good. I, I feel like it'll be, and having that as the cliffhanger to lead in, mm -hmm. I think allows them to anchor it with more of the, I hope, you know, why he does what he does, which I think, yeah, I'm probably more excited for the sequel having seen this one yeah was going into it just in the hopes that like it doesn't have to pick up that evening right like oh no Peter no. Parker can be in college and MJ has already developed like more things that you don't need to see that you already know about Spider-Man Spider-Man's with Mary Jane that's a thing that Spider-Man is like you know mm -hmm. for a long so you don't need to see how that story arc happens you know that that story arc yeah. happens so if they're dating and in college it, nobody's going to be like well that doesn't make any sense how did they get together but do you really want them in college though I mean I mean after this one because I kind of want him to stay a, a teenager for a little well, bit long maybe a little longer. bit I mean as as it's harder the, because he's going to naturally I was gonna age, say the age yeah. that Tom Holland is like they might be able to jump to senior year and get away with it sure but uh which is probably plausible but i mean the you know when you have kids that are you know between the ages of what probably the youngest one of them was what 17 maybe now let's all talk about the bad guy of the piece 
Michael Keaton. I like Michael Keaton in just about everything he touches. He does. This yeah. was no different. <laughs> he, he was, was good. Probably my favorite part of the movie. I, I, I'm just so happy to see him. Now, I know, okay, the irony of the situation is being is that he did Batman, and Batman Returns, and then, and he's right, it's more of a villain piece yeah. with those movies, so he stopped doing Batman, because it's not about Batman. Right. And he's like, well, what's there for me to do? Yeah. So he left. His career didn't really go as well as he'd probably prefer it to go, sure. even though he's made some fantastic movies in the midtime. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, you ever see, my, I think it's called My Life with Nicole Kidman? No. It's where they are having a baby. Oh, dude. I'll look into it. Man cards. You probably lose man cards. I, you tear up. Because it's one of those ones where he, he, his wife's having a baby, but he has terminal cancer. He has like four months to live. Oh, man. So he starts filming everything about his life so he can talk to his son. Okay. Which, uh, oh, oh, yeah. Like, you, oh, yeah. Like, you know, going around like, Oh God! Oh, he'll be fine, right? Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So as I'm saying, he's done fantastic movies. I'm granted he's done Her for Herbie, Fully Loaded. Wow. We'll forgive that. But then he did Birdman, which that's a weird movie, but it's phenomenal. It's, it's, I thought I thought it was fantastic. But he's making kind of making fun of himself as the cho- the choice to do it is him making fun of himself as Batman. Sure. Even though it, they, I think they had him in mind, but it wasn't for that reason. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And then, now he's playing a villain who is a birded Who's, figure yes. who is the Birdman. So it's right. like full circle. Yeah. <laughs> and the ending of it was really the, the extra scene at the end, which I think you did see, right, with Michael Keaton? Yeah, when he's wrapped up with... Uh, with with, with uh, who will be Gargan, Mac, Mac Gargan, who will eventually become the Scorpion. Yeah. Which I was like... I like that a lot. Um, I I mean, I'm intrigued by that because... Well, here's the thing, though. Again, the, the origin of the, the character is different than how... I'm fine with that, but it makes me go, where's J.K.? It makes me want to go, I want J.K. I want J. I want J. Jonah Jameson. Because yeah. he... That, that was part of the Spider Slayer program. Yeah. And that's why I was just more very much like... Um, yeah, so... There's also the guy who became the Scorpion. I might have missed... Where was he introduced at some point during he was the, on the movie boat. that I missed? He was on the boat ferry. Okay. He was one of the guys that was trying to do the deal, and I think he webbed him up, and one of the guards grabbed It happened so fast. The guards okay. grabbed him, and I think they both got knocked into the water by Spider-Man okay. to save them. Because I, I didn't even catch... I was like, who is this guy? Like, It, it happened. I didn't well, recognize him. I, the only thing I saw... They called him Gargan, and you're just thinking, oh, it's a throwaway name, because everyone knows him as... It's like, no one knows that Adrian Toomes is the Vulture. They just know sure. the Vulture, Doc Ock, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Octavius is the only one you're like, oh, that's Dr. Octopus. Yeah. Everyone else is like... Matt Gargan. Okay. He's, yeah. yeah. So, but I saw the gigantic scorpion tattoo on his yeah. neck and I was like, oh, that's the scorpion. Oh. Yeah. And Sarah's like, I don't know who that is. And the thing, the, the joint thing down his arm was oh. a solid illusion with the, the pins in it that were. Yeah. Oh, it's going to be good. I also love the, the visual choice to have him wear that flying jacket, the vulture. Yeah. Like Michael Keaton. Yeah. Which made it look like the, the rap. Yeah. I was just like, that's freaking clever. Yeah. It was really Bravo. good. Oh, so, oh, there's so many little touches that just made it like even though he didn't actually have a gigantic metal bird's wings yeah. like that in the comics it made it was sense. a really clever way to, to pull it off like oh. if we're gonna do this like how how would somebody do this in real life assuming no superpowers like what are we doing here and my favorite thing too is I remember reading the books anytime the vulture would get like in an explosion or something like that his feathers would look mangled like a bird yeah. and there's that one shot at the end of the movie where 
uh, his suit does not look good. It looks yeah. like a ref. I'm just like, it looks like comic yeah. book, even though it's metal. And I was like, they oh, that's going to be a really painful. good job. With so that. good. I, so yeah, I, love, I love this movie so much. I just didn't know what to expect from it. You know what I mean? I was like, it was tepid. And I was like, it was so good. I want to, I will say though, uh, did you see it in 3D? No, no. You you were with everyone else last time. Everyone was against 3D, right? You were. Yeah. Is it because of your glasses? Because it hurts your eyes? Or? Well, no. It's just a lot of the times with 3D, especially with stuff like Spider Man and things like that. If if the movie is a lot of the here we go and flying through it, mm-hmm. that part I'm like. It gets it's, it's just a lot, and I, I would rather watch him fly through the scene mm-hmm. than try and focus on him as the scene flies around. And it gotcha. just it adds a little bit of vertigo, and it's hard to see what all's going on when it's all happening so fast already. Anyway, yeah, three um, D sort of forces you to focus on this thing. I gotcha, and at, at the detriment to everything else that they framed in this team. See, that is actually a very good response that I have no counter-argument for, except for I am terrified, I but I also want to see it in 3D because the whole Washington Monument scene, they do that shot where... Yeah, and also that was really cool, the over-the-helicopter thing. Well, not just that, but the part where he just stands on top and he just looks down. I remember yeah. I did go, oh, oh. God, I'm going to get sick. And my dad actually, he's like, I can't watch this because... Yeah. That was always fun to watch. It's fun to watch these Marvel movies with him because sure. he, was, he was giddily laughing when the the wings popped. Or not the wings, but like the oh, webbing yeah, popped out because that was part of the design until like around issue 100 or so. Yeah. And then it was, it's either there or it's not. Yeah. It's artist choice. And then it just kind of got left behind. Yeah. And, yeah. and so he was just like, <laughs> he started yeah. laughing. I was like, yeah. But he is terrified of heights. I can watch him in movies a little bit, but... I'm going. I am kind of glad I'm watching this in normal D first, yeah. and not like one D and not uh, not freaking or two D and not freaking three D because yeah. I would probably I. It would be a lot. It is, and but and I also like that too is that they never established him going up too high, or I got the opinion that he never did skyscraper stuff with that scene because he's like, this is really high. I've never been this high before. Yeah. Oh, oh God! I'm yeah. like. Oh, I'm with you, bro. Because, like, his webs would go up there so he could swing through, but he was... He would shoot webs up there, but he would be swinging down here. He's, you know, two, three stories tops. Yeah. That that was sort of Spider-Man's zone, was, like, 50 feet off the ground, flying around through stuff. Now, did you... Did you love... Okay, did you get the reference about Jennifer Connelly? Did you see Jennifer Connelly in the movie? This... How I said that might have been a trick question. No. Did you hear her? No. She was the Spider-Man suit. Oh, she was Karen. Yeah. Which, interesting enough, her husband started off as Jarvis. Oh, look at that one. No, right. I thought that was, I thought that was like, that's a nice little nod to her husband. And I think she, I think there was a, I think her, uh, her husband somewhere did an interview. He's like, yeah, she's getting started in the Marvel Universe how I did. I'm like, (laughs) so she's going to form as a, as a take human form. That'd be pretty sweet. Um, but I thought that was really cool. Kind of, you know, get Jennifer Connelly back in the Marvel Universe with a good Marvel movie. Sure. Hulk. (laughs) vomit in my mouth a little bit I'm sorry uh, she wasn't bad in it that first no Hulk. no but Jimmy watched it recently and he I was like so what do you think about the Hulk jumping into a fucking cloud to save the day it was god awful I was like I know like when you see a Hulk movie you want to see him beat the fuck out of something yes. and instead, like I said you get whoops and a cloud 
not cool, That's man. What you really need for a solid Hulk film. <laughs> well, like it's not like the leader who if they, oh they left that they left that thread dangling too. Now I think about it. Oh, okay. So I have some words about Civil War now, and it's because of Spider Man and throwing this out there. I kinda don't like how they handled Tony Stark in Civil War now. I kind of feel like I Why? felt I, and it's kind of with the ending of Spider-Man because look and again this it comes down to me trying to plug like thematically I can go this is why this happened but they didn't necessarily show it so I'm kind of in that weird place where which is the end of Civil War he's like we're, we're I'm enforcing the Soviet Accords and I know Cap's out there but I'm giving him head start, but I'm I'm not going to go after him like I was full course because we need to heal. Yeah, that's kind of that's the vibe I got. But what it showed was is that I'm giving Cap a head start, and that's it. Yeah, but I'm still going to make these heroes register. That was the vibe at the end of the movie. This movie is just like I'm going to announce you as being Spider-Man. You know what? I'm going to pass the test. I'm not going to take your suit. I'm not because you have no one behind that door. And then Pepper yeah. Potts shows out. I'm so glad they're back. Uh, oh. I, I was really ha- like when Gwen came out, I was like, "Oh, Pepper Potts is back!" back. Yeah, like, they, like uh, I was talking to Brandy after the movie. I was like, "There was like a legit nod to they were on the rocks." Like there, she wasn't oh, in, in Civil War. Yeah. yeah, I was like, she wasn't in like two or three movies, mm-hmm. and like they finally acknowledged that she wasn't there. And he's like, "Yeah, she's." We're sort of taking some time, right? Like Which straight up. I was like, sad. Oh, yeah, because I really like her as Pepper Potts. I thought, and she's I think she, her and Donnie Jr. have good chemistry together. Yeah, they have together. great screen chemistry. So and so, seeing her step out was that was one of the parts that I really really liked. But the idea that he gives the suit back to the kid willingly, in terms of civil war context of civil war, and if you took civil war out of it, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But we, and this is what happens when you do these interconnect. Because this is what happens in the comics. Sure. Once someone, one writer is gone off over here, and they try to make it work over here, and it kind of, he didn't screw the pooch. I was just like, but wouldn't he be after Spider Man? But again, he's low level friendly neighborhood Spider Man. Well, low level friendly neighborhood, and he doesn't have to be after Spider Man because he knows where he is. That if mm, if he needs true. to find Spider Man, I don't okay. need to hunt that kid down. That's a good point. I know where he lives. That's I, a, I'll call I'll call May that's and say, point. "Hey, where's Peter?" Right. I, I guess I guess though that was my thing that just really irked me because you could always make the point is like he learned the lesson after Civil War, which is Cap. I'm right, and but so is Cap. And yeah. we need to cool off a little bit. And I, that's how I looked at it. Like there needs to be a middle ground. Well, I also I don't I don't but, think that him initiating the Sokovia Accords at the end of Civil War was by any means like needing to shut down superheroes. Having them true identified is different than not being allowed to continue doing what they're doing. And I think allowing Peter to keep Operate. going to become the Spider-Man that he can be is still in line with Spider-Man is Peter Parker. And, oh, that and I, part, yes. I know that he's in the book because I put him there myself. I'm not worried about it. But the thing is, is that does shield no... I guess that's more of the question. Is is it one of those Tony's keeping it close to the vest? Or did I, Tony already write it down? That's what I'm saying. Now, again, they could still pay that off, and I kind of hope they do to some extent, but I guess that, that irked me a little bit because uh, uh, Cat 
uh, I was telling her we were doing this. She's like, yeah, I, I don't, I, that drives me crazy. Like, it's completely out of line of his character in Iron Man 3. And I'm like, you're kind of right. Again, that's me as a fan. There were a few things that Tony did in this movie that I didn't think were in line with his character. There were things that Happy did that I didn't think were in line with his character. And as we go through the rest of this, I have a laundry list. So per per your initial statement of when you hear me say that, take a drink, this will be a lot like Guardians of the Galaxy when I'm going to be going Especially because Did you not like the special effects scene? No, You and Eric both adored this movie a lot. And I thought it was good for... In in much the same way I thought Guardians of the Galaxy two was good. It was a really fun movie. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and and you know I I you wasn't the mad official, at that spending money. The official shit on everyone's pr- no, I'm kidding. But I'm kidding. I but here's like the thing: are, I probably agree with you on some of these. There are two hour movies yet, that I walk out of. Hell, there are two and a half hour movies that I walk out of that I'm like, wow, is it already been two and a half hours? Like, yeah, dang. And and when you're pushing two oh five. And I'm checking my watch three times. Did you do that with this one? I did. And you could have put 20 or 30 minutes of this movie on the cutting room floor, and the movie would have been better for it. I felt like 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 some of the pacing. So, for the scenes that I thought could have been scrapped, yeah. Like after the sail under the bridge the van chase scene like I, I really like the like the nod to Ferris Bueller like the kind of madcap running through that did not need to be a three or four minute scene of him like tearing through and tearing through and tearing through all like it just sort of kept going and you could have had him chasing that van for a solid minute and there are ways to cut through to the end without it needing to be three to five minutes of just going and going. Okay. Um, Fair enough. No, that's actually... Yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, I felt like... And and I felt like there were several instances of that through the movie that, like, what what is this furthering other than having, like, a good little bit... Like, they could have had him plowing through some backyards and, like, there's nothing for him to swing from. And... You know, plow through the backyards, Ferris Bueller, nothing to swing from, running through the sprinklers, this sucks, get to where you're going. Done. Yeah. Like... Okay. And it still would have been as good of a, this is Peter Parker, not in an urban setting, how does Spider-Man get around on foot? Okay. Like, and and still conveyed what you wanted to convey. Okay. Um, I don't the, disagree with that. So that's that's valid. Um, well, I'm going to say that these one are all it's my favorite one that I don't like. <laughs> the, the least good scene. Uh, so the least. The, uh, oh yeah, that's this is good. Some of the it. high school scenes could have been dropped. Like uh, I, I, I liked getting to see Peter in his element. I liked the he's just an everyday high school kid, but like. You know, seeing the math class thing, like, the fact that he is smart enough to kind of do this, and, you know, he's goofing off, and he answers your question, and thank you very much, and we show that, you know, Flash is kind of a, an Dick. idiot. Yeah. And, and, like, that's good, but, like, do we need to see chemistry and math and Spanish and lunch and, like... We don't need an entire day of high school in a movie. Like we, we've all been through high school. We know what that is. So show, show me, <laughs> <Touché. laughs> uh, show me a, a couple of the classes. Like we get it. Peter's pretty brilliant. He's on mathletes. Like we're good. Um, and and the one that they could have cut completely that would not have been a detriment to the movie at all was the fight scene 
after he bails um, <clears throat> at homecoming when oh, he, the he takes off when he, the fight scene with the chakra in the bus yard was unnecessary and irrelevant and not furthering the plot and like they just sort of wanted to blow some stuff up and they could the bits of the plot that they did further they could have done more cleverly in less time as far as uh, his buddy getting to be the guy in the chair like he could have just like grabbed him and been like hi sorry to grab your date we need to go to the bathroom right now and like out the door like just gone like something silly and funny with grabbing him and being like I need you to figure out how to track my phone. I gotta go by. So, question. Now, in terms of how they set it up, though, would you also then have him not have the shocker stick around? Then, because that was kind of the, the point of that scene, which is like, I need help. I'm gonna finish this tonight, kind of thing. I just need to take my daughter to homecoming. Yeah, right. I got a thing to do at home, and then I'll. Because then at that point, you don't need that scene either. Well, no. I mean, the. The I want to finish this tonight. They could have had him waiting outside the warehouse in case the kid shows up. Are you saying up. have the kid have that fight at somewhere else? Well, kind of maybe if they need it. Like I, they didn't need the shocker to stick around. I don't think he was. A Can I also just say I like the look? Sorry, this is another. I just like the look of the original. Yes, with the jacket him. arms. I want him to at least keep the jacket and then kill the guy. But they did. Did you notice the continuity error? He vaporized him and then cut to the new guy and he's got the sleeves. How many of those jackets did they have? Like the weird yellow... Yeah. I didn't see that. Yeah. Well, I haven't got... I'm going to try to see this again. Yeah. So when I, you see it again, look for it. In in the first time that you see, like, after he gets it, and then the next time that you see him, he's got the yellow sleeves. I, I wonder... I wonder if that's something that the Tinker built for him. Now, granted, they didn't show it, so it's right. continuity error. Yeah. So, but I wonder because and but I, I did like the nod to that's the Shocker's outfit. Oh, oh yeah, I really like that too. But no, okay. So, because I guess that's the question then is that I don't disagree with that per se. Is that but are you saying completely cut that scene out then? Because then the Shocker would be in the wild and we'd have another minor foe to because let's be honest Shocker can be a minor foe yeah like we know the Shocker if you know Marvel stuff right you know the Shocker but like he's not like a top tier Spider-Man villain I mean he's one of the Vulture's henchmen yeah he's not I mean he's not clearly he's a minor villain he's a henchman at this point and like if he has aspirations of something bigger later great but minor villain disappears off into the wild you're not hurting anything with this movie you're, you're not like okay he could just no, take off and when he bails from homecoming hey I need you to trace my phone however silly way you want to do that shortly and then he arrives at the warehouse and you're not hurting anything as far as the continuity of the story because look you're going to drop this and you're going to show my daughter a good time or I'm going to kill you and everyone you love I'm not going to drop this so good I gotta come after you at the risk of you killing me and everybody I love. Yeah. Like, and he shows up, and there he is, which is what happened anyways. And you don't need any of the in between stuff. Fair enough. Fair enough. And when you're when you're starting to push past the point of like, and and we've already seen everything that happens in that scene. We've already seen, like, we've seen the web shooters. We've seen how the shocker's fist works. We've seen Peter get hurt. We've seen cars get crushed and flipped over like it's all redundant information and that was one of the points where i was like all right so like we got like 40 minutes left of this okay so we'll move this scene along and then something cool yeah. happened again and, and i felt like there were too many moments like that where i was like i knew that something good was going to happen like it couldn't all suck from here on out from any of those points but i was like all right, let's move it along to the next cool thing okay um which was disappointing because i there have been 
a lot of the movies in in the MCU have have really been like all the way through you're like yeah I'm, I'm right there with you all the whole time and the things that are like yeah I, keep going I'm with this you. one was like this, this is, is too good. much this is yeah there were just parts of it that I was like okay but why like I, keep going okay now okay keep going I might have a counter argument to that it's not a good one that's alright but, but, but no 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 I, I cause here's the thing I don't necessarily disagree with you on, on, some, on that, some of that but I, I'm intrigued what's the is this, is this one the big chalupa or you got no, that that one the 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 fact that that one could have got that was my least favorite scene. Was, oh, was that was the, the one that you were scene. was the bus no, fight scene? One, that was the big one. Okay, that, you could just cut like you could lose the whole thing. Okay, um, but I I don't know I like I just like fluff can be fun, but I felt like there was too much of it. Like yeah, like if you want to have fluff, like that's good. You want to have the explosions, you want to have the chases, you want to have the all of the you know the fights, but it has to. To, for me, as yeah. a viewer, it, it needs to always make good sense. And if it's just like a beating for a beating's sake, like... See, I didn't feel that was a beating for a beating's sake. I thought, A, it was two things. Um, again, well, I was going to say, depending on what your next one was, is that I kind of felt like that is, is really showing... We hadn't seen him really fail at being Spider-Man without the suit. You know what I mean? Like, that was his first... Like, literally, it wasn't just a quick... And that was... We didn't see him run out of webbing necessarily before either. Like, he yeah. popped it out. He fumbled around with it. Like, it's him being a typical, like, what yeah. would probably happen to us if we were Spider-Man. Oh, shit, I'm going to get hit with the thing. I got to go, oh, where's my web cartridge? Boom, I get hit. Yeah. And then if it wasn't for some random person, or in this case, I call him Gonk because he's technically Gonk from Ultimate Spider-Man. Sure. But Ned Leeds yeah. um, picking up the web shooter. Like, I, but I'm not going to lie with you. There could have been a way to have done that better or if it would be okay if he walked out. But... It's really him being Spider-Man, really for the first time, and he's yeah. caught off guard. There's no suit telling. There is a, a target coming up from four miles. Now you could also argue and say, where the fuck is his spider sense? Well, so, yeah, where is his? They did not talk sense? about that at all in this movie. And and, and his, he didn't have his suit talking. Which, I mean, I know that we like we like that Jennifer Connelly got in, and we like yeah. like that's nice. Oh, that, that's that's just okay, like okay. Maybe there's a bigger thing, bigger thing that could have been cut, and that's Jennifer Connelly could have been cut completely oh. from this movie. Yeah, like, it, and, and yeah, that whole hero training mode didn't really happen to the. Well, yeah. they did it wrong. For the love of Pete, like the the training montage, and they set themselves up for success and then blew it hard. What, what, so you mean like hard. when he's stuck in the in the, in the no. oh, and they set up doom damage control. Well, they set Sorry, up damage was, control, was, which is really cool. But, so like, but, yeah. When they set him up for a hero training montage with the training wheels program. And then, theoretically, Ned is going to hack Stark software with a laptop in his hotel room. Ned's a smart kid. Don't get me wrong. He's going to hack Stark software with two keystrokes. Yeah. That's not now. If Peter did it, I would maybe you know. I knew. I knew if Peter did it with a week of coding and like. Oh yeah. And if they had somehow but built that Peter was now in the same argument as per the really last scene. Do you want to see a week of coding? <laughs> <laughs> a coding <laughs> montage. A like, coding montage. <laughs> Keystrokes. Keystrokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Go ahead. Yeah. Because you were like. Oh god, they've been looking okay. at that. Uh, yeah, I'm he's checking still his watch. Like he's still coding. Smoke. Jesus, yeah. no. I, but I, that's I, how they cracked the start. Like software. Well, yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie with you. That yeah, I, and again, Peter 
surrounds himself, especially in a school for smart kids. I suspend disbelief for that just enough, but but it really sh- if, if it was anyone, it should have been Peter. Yeah, but it would have been but, so much cooler if they didn't. Because yeah. Because the first time you hear Karen, she's like, "Congratulations on completing all of your training, whatever they were." Why didn't they just have him complete some of those? He didn't need 578 web sling competitions. But he doesn't know what the training... He, he didn't know... Yeah. I know, but... Yeah. He could have, like, hey, there's a training wheels protocol. Yeah. And, like, well, so how does that work? And be like, uh, training wheels, training wheels, where are the training wheels? And then Karen turns on, and it's like, activating training wheels protocol. And, like, and suddenly it's like... Yeah. They could have done it in a way that, like, he got some extra stuff in the suit without like I mean the one kill mode was funny but the interrogation mode was pretty interrogation funny. mode was funny and I'll see now did you like did you think those scenes could have been cut the interrogation scene could have been cut I mean well, yes, yes and no no because it set up how he found the boat yes but um it, I, it was it was it set up how he found the boat but it, he could I mean while I loved the nod to Donald Glover like it, they did two nods with that character too. They did. It's the Prowler, and then they set up Miles Morales, yes, which like, was like, oh, it's really, really good. But to just have him be like, yeah, but I know where he's gonna be. Go to that place. <laughs> okay. Like, now we're in the line of coincidences. Yeah, like just so happens, I know for a fact that he. Like, how does this random dude who was. He wasn't even part of the crew. He was just buying weapons. Not even buying, trying to buy. A dude who's trying to buy weapons from some of this guy's henchmen happens to know that he's going to be at the same time. So, like, he could have found that out some other way. But But they didn't show it, so it's less more like, oh, isn't it nice that you know this? Yeah. Um... But I will say though, can we just say you're not you? I'm just saying from Don Clover, you're kind of not great at this. Well, yeah, and that was such a good like you. You need to work on this part of the job. Like, this, is, this part you well, need some now, some work. Argument now, that now that you said that, I I didn't think of that. Don't you also think that could have been the point of them showing all that? Which is like because if you think about Spider Man's really not good at his job. Yeah, half of the things gone wrong in this movie. It's not like. Usually, what Raimi would show is that Spider-Man saves the day, and and by accident, something else happens that he couldn't stop. Yeah, which sometimes happens. This was like Spider-Man would save the day and then butcher it all up, and then make it worse. Yeah, and then he saves the or day. Think he's saving the day and just actually be the one who caused all the mayhem. So, could that argument be that that's character building? And now, granted, yeah, I, I don't disagree I with you. They could have done it better. better? Like, like, Fair enough. If, especially because it's the training wheels program, like you're learning how to do these things. If he had figured out how to activate Karen, and, and she was like, this is an opportunity to learn interrogation, and like he just blows it, and she's, you know, <laughs> and, and Donald Glover straight up tells him, and Karen's agreeing with Donald Glover, and he's like, okay, I get it. I get it. Alright, both of you who are you talking yeah, to? Yeah, like, man? That who are you talking handled. to? Can you please get a... You know, you're not going to leave me here like this. Yeah. I, got, I got ice cream in my car. <laughs> <laughs> so bad. You're a criminal. You deserve this. Yeah. You deserve this. You're a criminal. Bye, criminal. Yeah, which... But, so, uh, but I, I agree with that, though. I, I do. I, I think, think that's... That, uh, it could have been... And, and it would have been so nice if they had done it that way, because then at the end with the paper bag, mm-hmm. this belongs to you, T.S. P.S. The training wheels are off. For the sequel, would have yeah. been awesome. Like the training wheels are off. 
what kind of awesome stuff is he going to be able to do? Now, did you think, though, it was too much like Iron Man? Though, yeah, with Karen? Completely. Now, so so I guess that's the question. Well, it was so too that much was... like Iron Man. I mean, uh, it can't not be like Iron Man. Tony Stark built a suit that does way too much shit. But, <laughs> but you know, like... <laughs> Well, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's, it's that's to be expected. So, you know, hey, I'm going to give this suit to a 14-year-old that has uh, one kill built into it that a high school kid can hack. What? It's not a big deal. Well, again, Iron Man, in his mind, is like, you're going to have to kill somebody. Probably, yeah. Because Tony probably cares, but not that much. Like, Captain America would be like, we don't kill people unless Tony Stark kills to. people all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. part of... He probably feels lies. different a bit about it now, but he's not... It's like, it's like true lies. Have you killed people? Yes. But they were all bad. <laughs> By the way, that is one of my... Fa- it makes me sad that I think a new scientific study came out saying that uh, the true serum is actually... It's not as effective as people think it is. Yeah. Like, it key- and actually, science keeps proving that they have to throw weird, like, cocktails of it to throw it to make it do that. Yeah. And it's actually a- more deadly than it is, whatever. Eh. And I'm just like, but that's one of the best fucking scenes. Actually, yes. the whole movie is phenomenal. Oh, that's a good one. It's a good movie. Um, oh, and Bill... And now you made me think of Bill Paxton. Oh, God damn right, it, yeah. Nick. Yeah. But uh, anyway, but yeah, so I yeah. thought that would have been cool. Yeah, I, I I don't disagree with that. So and you could have skipped the whole scene in the bunker. There goes another. What, what, was, what was in the bunker? In, in damage control when he gets locked in damage. Oh, control, oh, it's yeah, just yeah, him yeah. like trying to learn how to do shit and like he ends up using like two of the things that you saw and he's like hanging in a hammock talking to Karen about his girlfriend. And you're like you could have had a scene with him talking to May about his girlfriend or Ned like. It would that would have been fine, and if they had done it with May, it would have added a little bit of the emotional way he does this. Yeah, like well, well, because here's the thing, and this is what's really hard, and it, and I think Raimi's it was cheesy, and that was the point, which is sure he's talking about Spider Man, and she doesn't know it. But she's talking about she's talking about Mary Jane and how you're yeah. just a busy boy, Peter. Yeah. And he's like, secretly, it's because I'm Spider Man. Yeah, like that's right. yeah, and that it's kind of cheesy, you know. And then 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 you have uh, Rosemary, what's her name, whatever the actress's name. Yeah. She ends it with up, and that's why Spider Man's a good. I, I, for yeah. some reason, I imagine Mom's friendly robot, and that's why he's such a good young man. That's Spider Man. Right. He saves me, you know, Peter. I'm like. No shit. <laughs> like, but but yeah, I, I get it. You need kind of that little to counterbalance. You could have done that with that way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I in my mind when I was watching, it was more like he doesn't feel that a he can't talk to me yet because yeah. May doesn't know. And Ned is all about how cool it is, and you should kind of use it for popularity purposes. And I, I I took that as he has literally no. And also Tony isn't returning his calls. And neither is happy. Like, he has Which, no one to talk about. And that's the part that they wrote wrong when I said they wrote the happy, happy wrong. wrong. Yeah. That's not... Happy's character would not have done that. Like, when he's scrolling through texts and text, like, two months worth of texts without a response, Happy would have said something. He wouldn't have just blown the kid off. He would have been mad that Tony dumped him on him. But he's not just going to abandon... Like, he's not going to ghost a kid. And when the kid calls and calls and calls... This is really good. Like, I'm going to ghost the kid. I, yeah, no, you're right. I, I, don't, I don't think that's that's not happy. Like, I yeah. just don't think he... Like, he, he would have... And there would have been a bunch of funnier scenes with John Favreau if they had had him answer the phones and been like... You're killing me, Parker. What? You could have had a like, call happy montage. Yes. Like, and, and, and it would have been pertinent. And, That's good. like, you know, like, 
What? No, I'm gonna, I don't know. I'm gonna how blow it your is. mind. Do a training montage intermixed with the call happy montage. Merge them together for synergy, which is yes. he's doing training wheels, trying to trap the bad guys to figure it out. And he's like, hey happy, I'm just kind of when is my next mission? Because dude, I just caught yeah, two burglars I'm down here. Stuff out. I'm figuring stuff out. Yes. I got a churro because I think I stopped the lady's pressure being installed. And then she and she gave me a churro for Yes, yeah. like you like, could have had and he'd have been like, "Great kid, that's fantastic. Good luck." Like, and just a frustrated, happy, but who is willing to answer the phone some of the time, or or maybe set it up that there is a good reason why he's not answering. Like, yeah, I'm, besides, I'm besides he doesn't want. Like, have Peter call like, have Peter call Wolf a few times, not on purpose, but yeah. he doesn't. That because I will agree with that. I will say at one point I'm like, now, Grant, I felt like the way that it was playing out while you're watching it. You're just like, oh, he's not going to pick up. And when he does, he's going to hang up on, which he does to Ned. Yeah. And you're like, so that makes, and whatever. Because again, I, I, the, the excuse of, well, but, but here's the problem. And this is, it kind of goes back into why sometimes I feel like they should just make a TV show with a movie is because you're, we're all trying to cram a lot of stuff. Now, granted, it can still be done, but would something be lost in the process? Like, how can we effectively have him call Wolf multiple times? Because movie, well, this is a writing thing, but comedy comes in rules of three and betrayals come in rules of three usually sure. third time that's on me we're done yeah and so how do you effectively show that quickly without whatever and then yeah. at one point yeah because then at one point he's just like by the way you did a good job in Washington kid you're like that's it that's all I'm going because even I was just like that's that's all you're going to tell him like you don't fucking give a shit yeah Fuck you, happy like. Yeah. And I love Johnny Favs. I want to say that I, I, I. Anytime you can put more Happy Hogan yes. in any fucking thing, he's been fantastic uh, as Happy Hogan in every single. I'm so glad that he's had. not. I'm so glad he's just, just like I directed your movie, but I'm not being happy anymore. I'm glad he didn't do that because yes, right. I'm just like that's so awesome. Actually, yeah. I think he did that to him to himself. So he's just like I will always be yeah. in the Marvel. So like when they recast Robert Downey Jr. Happy Hogan will still yeah, be right. there. And I'm uh, like, oh, who was Alfred after he left? It was the same guy until he passed. Oh yeah, oh uh, like, he's an old Alfred for like yes, Batman. So awesome. Like, oh. Yeah, I think they had this. Did the same thing in the animated series. I think they had the same Alfred yeah. when they did the different. Like yeah, the, when they switched the through the new Batmans yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but what else? Do, what else do you have? Uh, oh, uh, it's just this was like. A weird continuity error that I noticed, yeah. besides the sleeves, which didn't occur to me until you said it, was uh, he's telling everybody how he stole Cap's shield, right, at, in Civil War, mm -hmm. and which happened before he got to be friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. So he steals Cap's yeah. shield, right, and and then he's like, "Oh my God, yeah, I stole Cap's shield. It was awesome." And then that scene was at. The airport in Germany, Hamburg, or no? When all of them were there, wasn't that at the new Avengers facility, like where? Uh, uh, you mean where he stole the shield, or where he was telling people he stole the where shield? Where he stole the shield? No, like, that was at, at the that airport. Fight. That was at the airport um, in in Hamburg or whatever the airport was in in Europe, because okay. because that was the whole thing is that. Um, uh, which I thought they handled that opening really well which we didn't talk about the opening they they did a quick intro like you remember him in Civil War yeah. this is his video diary how he got there yeah 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 and I thought the that video was diary was brilliant and that, that one really shot cool. was so beautiful where he's just like guys this is so cool I just stole Captain America shit. all of a sudden you see Ant-Man go to Giant-Man yeah. he's like 
oh crap, there's a big guy. I gotta go. He's he's just I gotta it. go. Yeah, but uh, I, I just remember because yeah, he steps on the um, uh, the airplane wing. Giant Man does and breaks it, uh, and then also Ant Man at the beginning throws. Uh, uh, he he shrinks a car down thinking it's water oh, it's but it's a gas. gasoline to yes. fill up the tank and he wings it he's like I'm sorry I didn't know that was going to happen <laughs> I'm really pissed now like Rhodey yeah but yeah, yeah but yeah he did that in, in Europe at the airport um, he, I don't think he ever really officially if so it was there to go in and out to the Avengers because I thought he was at the new Avengers facility at some point in Civil War which I thought was weird because at the end of Spider-Man he drives up to the new Avengers facility that they've just, just finished. finished. Yeah, but no. I was like, didn't in Civil War like there were people staying there? Like they, that was already a thing. No, that was all at the new Avengers facility. Now, yeah, Spider-Man didn't go there though. Like, well, but it was, it it was already a thing in Civil War. Like yes. that facility. Yeah, and then as they're pulling up, Happy's like, "You like it? Just finished." Uh, well I, well, I think they just finished it. Because oh, remember, okay. Stark. Because remember, Stark was living in Stark Tower at the beginning of Avengers before they because it was still under construction. Right. Okay. Yeah. So and maybe I, that wasn't a, as yeah. much of a continuity as I was like, how was it already built for them and they're just no, finishing it now? Yeah. Well, I, I I think Stark finished it, but it wasn't. I did like the things. He's like, your your room is next to Vision. Yeah. He hasn't. He, he doesn't, doesn't like mind. Doors. He doesn't like or doors walls. or or windows or or yeah. And then Tony or walls. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're gonna great. like it. You're, you're gonna like it. Um. But yeah. I. Uh. Bum bum bum. What did you think of Flash? Because Eric said Flash and. I kind of like the old jerky Flash, but he's not wrong. I Bullying like, has evolved. I didn't like him until I heard Eric talk about him. Like, I thought the dynamic with Flash was weird because how is he going to be the rich kid popular bully mm-hmm. who's also, like, ticked off and bummed out that he's playing second fiddle to Peter in the mathletes? Like... Yeah, what? he's almost it, like an alpha nerd bully. Yeah, like if he's the rich kid popular bully, then he's the rich kid popular bully, but then Peter shows up and is smart, and he's like, how come Peter gets to... I'm, and they're like, you're back to being an alternate Flash. He's like, what? I gotta be second to Peter Parker? Like, wh- the fact that he was an alternate on Mathletes and was the rich kid bully... Yeah. But, I mean, after listening to... Eric's description of it, like, I do like, because he's right. I mean, it's, it's it, absolutely right. Tragically, bullying has evolved. You kind of, sometimes as an adult, I, I worry like, if I have kids, I'd be like, I kind of want bullying to be back where it was. It was like, you, they called you names and they just picked on you. Yeah. Because like, then, because then you can go, all legit. well, son or daughter, punch them right fucking back in the balls or <laughs> right? their cooch if they have one because you know what they won't fucking do that again yeah. but you can't say that now because now it's just like they're bullying me on Facebook and now your first instinct is like what I gotta follow them on Facebook and then you become that weird parent yeah. who follows it and then and all of that is no yes. <laughs> so it's just it's a horrible yeah, it's super weird. weird actually a good example of that is a University 21 Jump Street yeah where it's like sup isn't that guy such a nerd like, we can go punch him and put him in the locker it's like People don't do that anymore. <laughs> no, no, and you're just like, what? Yeah. what? Oh, come on. By the way, Penis Parker. Yeah. Bravo for having them put that in the yeah, movie. Right? And you're just like, that is actually a really good. I mean, do I miss Puny Parker? Eh, a little bit. Because I do say, I think Raimi dropped the ball with that a little bit. In yeah. The, in the original thing is like, because you see Flash at the beginning, 
and you never hear from him again. I was yeah. like, Flash is one of those guys that kind of like, hey, I picked on you, but I, you're actually kind of my friends. And I'm like, you know, I'm like, I don't know, because that's that weird thing that happens yeah. in high school, I feel like. There's always, maybe they don't stay friends with you forever, but there's that one guy that he's like, maybe you didn't get along with, and he's like, yeah... I'm not. There's an unspoken thing now, but I kind of like hanging out with you. Yeah, yeah, is that weird thing? Sure, yeah. But but I always thought that was neat. But I don't know if they're gonna do that here. But anyway, yeah. So what else? What else you got? Uh, we already talked about. It. I loved the nod to MJ at the end, especially yes. her. Like, where are you going, Peter? Do you have something to hide? <laughs> yes. Nah, I'm just messing with you. I don't care. Well, yeah. I don't know. So yeah, yeah, it's like so you don't, you don't know. Like, yeah. <sighs> Um, oh, uh... I'm just very observant. I'm not obsessed with him or anything. Okay, can I tell you something that Sarah, as a teacher, hated? All, all of the high schools? No, actually, no. There was one thing that really bothered her. She's like, if I'm on a field trip and a child goes missing, that is the rumination of my life. Now... Because if you notice, Peter Parker goes missing for overnight, and no oh, yeah. one says nothing. Yeah, no, like they're and, just going to mathletes. They're going to mathletes without him. And granted, I was like, well, they kind of make a reference to it later with because and they had the guy from Silicon Valley. Yes, I thought he, he was, so was good. He, really good. And his whole thing, he's like, um, I'm just really glad all the kids are safe. And he, what does he say? He I says, could, I, I just couldn't have stood to lose one of the students pause. again, again. Yeah, and you're just like. But here's the thing. I took that two ways. The first way I took that was there was a kid he lost before Peter. Or, but then I was like, no way, he was probably talking about Peter. And I was like, I feel a little better about it. Yeah. Because like, if Aunt May knew about it, everyone had to know Peter just up and gone and couldn't find him. Sure. But like, there was no talk of, like, Sarah was just like, I'm sorry, even a bad teacher would flip out because they would lose their job. Yeah. And they don't address that at, at all. all. And that just bothered her. Well, I was the other like, thing is... Like, yeah, I mean, from that perspective, that was a poor... Like, for the amount of things that they do, like, try and research and get accurate, or, I mean, it's a super... Apparently lost kids, but... It's okay. (laughs) Well, a field trip wouldn't have had one teacher with the number of kids he had. That's true. That's true. And they could have done that, like, two teachers, like... We have to go to the mathletes competition. I need you to keep looking for Peter. Right. You had a panicked person at the hotel just calling and calling and calling. But now coming back around, would you then go, but do we need that scene? <laughs> but, because I'm not going to well, lie. There's a part of me that goes, maybe. I wonder if they cut it out for, yeah, top, for pacing. Do we need that scene? More than some of the ones he left in the movie. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fair enough. Do we need? I will say the audience collectively groaned during the the, the van sequence yeah. when it shows him dragging along when he finally catches up and starts dragging yes. on the bed. Like that was painful because it's like not only is he dragging, he's like, oh, oh, yeah, and then he gets slammed into a car. Yeah, and you're like, oh god. But you just need that part. You yeah. don't need the other. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, what else do you got? Uh, Where the hell was, like, if he's going to have Karen, where the hell was Karen while he was stringing the fairy together instead of at the end being like, congratulations, Peter, you got 98%. Why was she like a, hey, you missed one, so he could just double back real quick and or, get it or done. maybe just show one scene and goes, I need to focus on this, can you please not talk? That would be way more... Something. And yeah, because like, I, I look, it's still funny because she's like, Peter, you did a good job. You got 98% of this done correctly. Yeah. Wait, wait, got, wait, wait, 98%? Unfortunately. Yeah. No! Yeah. Like, he, your, your AI doesn't be like, 
Sorry, sucks to so, suck, so Peter. What, so what we're hearing is Karen's a bit of a dick. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, she was programmed by Tony Stark, but I Which, feel like Jarvis yeah. isn't a... Well, no, Jarvis has got some toot. But, but I feel like Jarvis's toot is really more just Tony, because Tony yeah. is thus a dick. Right. Um, but Peter's not really... Well, that's the thing, too, is that I really... I hope they get to this point because that was one of the things I really love is that as Spider-Man, he is the person he always wants to be. Yeah. And Peter Parker, he's not. Yeah. Which, and, and this is why things I like. true. And that's one thing I think they kind of failed at in Sam Raimi, which is, and they kind of did a little bit better and, because for example, Andrew Garfield, no matter how hip as Peter he is, he wants to tell somebody off and make a joke. Yeah. But he's not going to do it because he'll get punched and then right. he'll have to fake it, which they kind of alluded to that too in this one, which is like, he's noticing he's like kicking ass at push-ups and then he oh, stops doing for a second. So like, nice work, Parker. And he's like, and he does slower. Yeah. Yeah. Also, uh, any fan of Spider-Man, even the cartoon, I have some iteration, they always do it. Um, they didn't do it as much in the movies, the, any of the movies, which is, and they added in this one, which is, something is crushing him. And he sits yeah. there and goes, I gotta get it yeah. and for Aunt May. And then he does it, and you're like, yeah. Yeah. I was like, please say it's going to crush him. Please say it's going to crush him. Because I was like, I want that scene. And then I was like, but then the horrifying part of it is I kind of, do you watch Game of Thrones? Yeah. The scene where Jon Snow on the last season was battling, he got buried under the people. That was oh, very, yeah. th- that came close to me. Cause I was like, yeah, this is awesome. He's going to have that moment. And then I was like, Oh God! They're just lingering on him, suffering. This is not cool. Yeah. And now I started to hyper. I didn't hyperventilate, but I was like, I'm feeling really bad yeah. right like, now. When he starts like kind of freaking, and then out, he cries, like, and you're like, like, oh, just like, God. oh God! He's like, help me! He's help really me. a kid. Like he's like screaming, like, oh my God! Like right. You get and that moment then, of vulnerability, which I really liked. I and that beautiful comic book shot yes. of him looking into this thing. I was just like, I was like, God damn it! That's when they do that moment. Is there? It's so. Fuck you for being so good. <laughs> yeah. It was that was good. Uh, there was something else I was going to throw out there, and I I couldn't think. I can't think of what it was. Um, was it when I was saying they wrote Tony and, and Happy wrong? You kind of mentioned no. Well, what do you think they wrote wrong about Tony? Because you you mentioned about so, Happy, and that makes sense. And I actually kind of agree with you on that. Tony, the at I think a lot of him. The only thing they wrote wrong about Tony was the at the end mm-hmm. when he come when he's like Happy brings him for the new suit. Mm-hmm. Which what the hell does he need a new suit for? He's still got five hundred and seventy seven ways that his current suit works. But that's <laughs> that's besides the point. Like that, it was a cool nod to Spider Man twenty twenty. Yes, the new suit, which was I mean that was kind of slick. But well, you mean twenty ninety nine or that's it? Sorry, twenty ninety nine. It didn't look like it to me. Honestly, was it 2020? But it looked like the Iron. Well, no, the it very first because I got like issue one of Spider-Man. I want to say 2020, and it had like the hologram cover and that spider suit. I swear to God, I um, have to go back. No, and yeah, no, the the uh, oh, I was wrong. Uh, it has like a weird thing with the eyes. It looks like a weird. It doesn't even look like he he had the normal spider eyes. Yeah, on that one. The, the that suit. It looks like a weird. Like there's a skull on it. Uh, made because it, it's blue, and then it has the skull is like a weird red, and it, it loops up and back around. It almost looks like a venom spider, but oh, it has a skull. That's, that's a different yeah, well, but here's the thing: they did have an. Uh, he's had like well, he's had so many fucking suits. Uh, yeah, there is another one where he was um, the Iron Spider in an alternate timeline. Yeah, and, but that was a Spider-Man suit, but pure metal, and that yeah. one looked 
Like it had hints of metal, and there was gold. It made me look like the Iron Spider, which is where he actually had spider legs, which was weird. Wow, that was lame. But but the suit looked cool. Yeah, the suit did look cool. Yeah, but in that scene, Tony Stark would the the lines that he had when he was talking to Peter Mm -hmm. were wrong. Those weren't what, what, like the, the encouragement. Kind of, no, the like I'm I'm sorry for taking I'm sorry for taking the suit. Like for he would not have apologized for that. Tony Stark. Yeah, like, or he, he would he would have known more about he did, it. Yeah, it, he wouldn't have been like yeah, but like well he did kind I of mean, say we all know that was really though for the best. Like, like no, he, but 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 like but like really it needed to be done. But I am sorry that I did it. No, he would like he would never have apologized for taking it. He'd have been like so good job out there. It turns out. You are something without that suit. Like, you know? Yeah. He's like, or he would, or phrase the dialogue a little bit differently, say something along the lines like, you know what? I was going to feel sorry for taking your suit, but you know what? You didn't need it, and I'm not sorry. Yeah, like, Tony Stark, A, is, apologizing is not a Tony Stark thing to do, and B, he knew that what he was doing was the right thing and that the kid deserved it. Now, you could say too, now again, what we've seen, not not heard, is that Tony ha- is evolving a little bit. Well, because well, we're coming to the end of Robert Downey Jr.'s turn. I, we, I, we have to be. We have to be. He's, because I mean, he's, he's had as up. many turns at Iron Man as, as well. I think he, you had at. I, I swear Wolverine. to I swear to God, I hope they do what I think they should do, which is they need to recast him and whoever doesn't want to do it anymore with the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, that would be pretty slick. And and you know what? Don't tell people who it is. Surprise. Just do it and just be like, they look a little different. I pull them from how I think they are. Yeah. Which is that's them, but they're they look a little off. That's that's <laughs> that would be a me. I'm, I'm allowed to do that with the Infinity Gauntlet. Gauntlet. Yeah, because like Chris Evans is now changing his attitude a little bit. Like I'll keep doing Marvel as long as the stories are good. Yeah. I'm like, but what, what does that mean? Yeah, like, right. does it mean like you sign up for because they're going to want a contract from you? Right. I don't know. I still say let Chris Evans do what he wants. If he wants to direct, let him direct a fucking sure. Marvel movie. But but um, there is. Do you ever watch video essays on YouTube? No. There are some some that are surprisingly pretty decent. Okay. And one of them talks about how the Marvel movies look ugly, and I don't. Here's the thing: I enjoy how they kind of look. I feel Guardians is one of the better ones that out there. Yeah. But they just said that it all comes down to. Iron Man looks phenomenal and so does Iron Man 2 because they were all shot on film and that's John Favreau sure um, now granted John Favreau has since moved to digital um, but he's also doing very high digital movies even more like John yeah. was pure digital yeah. pretty much but um, he goes they're all now shooting films on, on digital cameras and it's how they color tone everything yeah. like like I don't hard yeah and the guy even said he's like I don't like Batman vs Superman but Zack Snyder is not afraid of showing us anything with black in it. Yeah. Like, even the scenes that pop, the, the, the colors pop more. And granted, they still mute it a bit, but it pops more than, like, if you watch a Marvel movie, like, and they showed a scene from Civil War, he's like, this should be popping with beautiful reds and yellows from Iron Man's suit, the shield. The only thing that kind of really pops is Spider-Man, but even then, it feels muted. Yeah. And I'm just like, but all the Marvel movies look like that. He says, the one that doesn't feel as bad as Guardians, and then the guy did an example of, like, I took this scene, sorry, Marvel, I took this scene and I color corrected it to what it, a normal movie would be which is because Guardians I feel has the best staging for that yeah and like they showed a scene with 
uh, Chris Pratt's Star Lord, and he's trying to sell the the, the yeah yeah the, yeah the, yeah. And they just took that scene. He's like, that looks way better to me. It looks it pops just a little bit more, and it's staged beautifully. That it looks like a normal film. Yeah. And this is the why do they make that? And and the guy does summarize up because they want everything to look uniform. Yeah. But there's a part of me like I would like to see something. I still feel the Guardians movies look neon colory. A little bit. But in retrospect, they are still muted. Yeah. And and so I, I had an interesting experience watching this movie then. Yeah. As uh, I got tickets, and I didn't realize it at the time, uh, Easton AMC 30 has a new theater in it. The, uh, there's the new Dolby Cinema. Oh. With brighter, more vibrant colors than you've ever seen, and the sound is surround, and there's new seating, which is weird, because all of the AMC theaters have, like, the assigned like recliner lounge chairs. So these yeah. ones don't, like, there's more buttons, and instead of just, like, recline, don't recline, it's like, your chair, like, tilts with one, and then the leg rest goes up and down with the other, but the leg rest only goes up a little bit, so you kind of, like, lift your legs up to a 45 and then tilt your butt down the top half of you back. That's weird. So that you're like sort of like in this weird reclining sitting position uh, instead of just like kicking your legs back like you're in a lazy boy. It was weird. Which, which is what all the other ones AMC yeah, usually have. Yeah. Lazy boy style. So this was a little bit different but and I, I don't know how they did it um, the because the well the when I used to work at Cinemark in high school, one of our theaters had a Bose acoustic wave cannon down front. And when the sub hit, like, the first four or five rows of seats, like, you could feel the rumble. And we were back in row F, and every time the sub hit, you could feel the rumble. Almost to the point that, like, at first it was distracting. Mm -hmm. Like, maybe the recliner was vibrating. Like, okay. not because of the bass, but because it was just vibrating, synced with the sound. Okay. Um, which was a little weird. But it was, a, it was a really cool experience. But the colors, uh, it was also a little obnoxious because there were 26 minutes of previews. Mm, um, because yeah. the last preview was a five-minute preview for Dolby Cinema because it's brand new. Um, here's all of the things I was, just, I was like you saw a preview for Dunkirk and I was like oh. no they're like so this Dolby Cinema they're like some people think this is black this is black and like it drops and you're like oh okay that's pretty slick like all like really good rich deep blacks and like yeah. the colors popped really nicely and I was like oh, okay and I thought it looked great like okay did it okay so if you have the opportunity to see a Dolby version try seeing it in a Dolby theater if you can this is I'm not paid or endorsed by Dolby at no. all I'm not endorsed actually by you're very critical of how the film looks no I mean because you last time you're like the, the effects they use in Guardians yes, just, like some of the times like there are things that you're like come on man but but uh, especially because so yeah, he's not being paid by Dolby these, yeah I'm not I'm not being paid by Dolby and, and because we're talking about this, some of these Marvel movies a lot of the Marvel movies look drab intentionally for continuity this one popped really nicely that's good I was watching I, I, I kind of that's the one thing I uh, will say that I feel there's two ways that Marvel overall fails and we, well Guardians is an exception to that to some point um, is the score feels lacking usually the score yeah. this one feels a little bit better that and Doctor Strange I felt like the score got a little bit better yeah both of those yeah and scores. they're both by Michael Giacana and I liked the nod in the, there were a lot of musical nods to the Spider-Man theme that sort of like cut back to it like yes. it wove dun, into dun, the score dun, really nicely dun, dun, yes dun, dun, dun. and then it would change yes um, I will say too 
the one of my I still feel that Danny Elfman's Spider-Man theme is just one of those like it's just it's, good it, I, it's Spider-Man right and I feel like and it's the thematic version of Spider-Man yes and they would always do well smaller moments in the movie Elfman score would play nods to the theme because yes. then he would walk down the subway and there's the girl Spider-Man Spy- yeah, yeah this one though it's straight up in part of the yes uh, yeah. it's, it's the like the Spider-Man theme is in it but I feel like. that Giacano did a nod to Elfman or maybe this is me projecting it because the thing I like in the theme is it's like dun 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 yeah and it, it sounds like a spider but with the violins and yeah. Giacano put that in there dun 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 I was like Okay. Yeah. It feels like a spider web, which I feel like they completely missed out on an amazing Spider-Man. I don't really know who Mark Webb had doing the score, but it didn't feel it like... It didn't grab you the way... It, it, well, it didn't at all, and so that's why I'm like, they did a good job with that. Yeah, this thing um, really, really... So I hope Giacano keeps doing Marvel's yeah, work. Yeah, right? Because I just remember Doctor Strange walked out, I was like, I can't hum you the theme, but I know it was unique to the point where I was yeah. like, that's a different sounding theme. And I, I didn't know this, Danny Elfman did Avengers 2. Huh. And so he took the Mark Silvestri score, and that whole shot, which I do, if I could hum it, I'll probably do it. I'm not going to do it now because it'll just, everyone's like, Jesus fucking stop. <laughs> Nick, I, that's really what Nick will be saying. But uh, no, the whole shot during the credits where it shows that beautiful diorama of all of them together fighting yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is actually the new. Uh, <clears throat> the new theme of the Avengers that Elfman composed and I think a third guy did the other half of the movie like he did like certain movements which I feel is weird yeah that's um, weird yeah yeah but like I so I'm glad Giacano or I felt Giacano like kind of covered everything he did yeah. a little bit of the little bit of the Elfman stuff but he did the Spider-Man theme song yeah. but then he did his own stuff too which was really nice and yeah because I would say Spider-Man out of all the Marvel characters they have he has his own song yeah none of else before this like if you count the Hanna Barbera's Fantastic Four song, you need you need to burn hell, you need to die. Okay, like or, nothing or wrong with it. It's just the, it's like the campy Batman song from the. But wouldn't it be cool though if you could find someone to find a way to put that in and make it badass? Yeah, that would. Be and cool. still do Danny Elfman's version. It's po- look. It, as Spider-Man Homecoming has shown us with the score, all things are possible. It, it can be done. Well, Giacano did the Star Trek theme song for the new movies. He's done the score. And the score for the... Well, the first one, it has its own unique theme. And then it has hints of the original Star Trek theme. So I feel if you can get someone like Giacano who can do that... Well, Rogue One, he did Rogue One too, And there are a lot of hints to Empire yes. without being very... It goes... And you're like... Yeah, you, little, went, you went yes. left when I thought you were going to go right and, and because you hear it and you, it, it, you're like oh yeah no, no okay no. alright but so I so yeah but it's um, always enough that you wreck it's it's a blatant nod, nod. That, that yes. people are like oh that was really cool right yeah and now I did say I told you before the before the thing you missed the second uh, trailer cut or no the end credit sequence yeah, yeah, which is yeah. just Captain America talking which sure. it's funny and Chris Evans of course does it way better than I can um, but um, uh, it was still good I did very much like all of his cameos the gym teacher one. Oh yeah and I love the cam- <laughs> he's like even though he's probably a corrupt I'm, on the, he's, I'm pretty he's, sure he's a war criminal now or something but the state requires me to show these so <laughs> I, and, and my wife, she's a teacher. She loves that because that's, you know, yeah. It's like we're required to show you a video. 
I just got. I don't know what's going on with him. So. Here's a here's a video of Bill Cosby. <laughs> that's that's the equivalent. Yeah, right. Or Trump. <laughs> okay, you know what's bad is that Bill Cosby for us was a higher standard than Donald Trump, and they're both horrible pieces of shit. Oh man! Oh. Uh, so, uh, do you have any other thoughts on Spider-Man: Homecoming, good sir? Because uh, we've been we've been talking for an hour fifteen minutes. Holy banana! We've been talking longer than that, but on recorded, yeah, we've been talking sure. for an hour fifteen. Uh, I will probably no, not, not really. I, I, I really liked a good 90 minutes of this movie I really yeah. really enjoyed like and, and like I said the parts that I wanted it like okay we get it keep going like for for those that were there it it wasn't such a detriment to this movie I felt mm-hmm. that this movie could have been an A plus and like a B it, or B minus A minus A ooh like, no, that's, really that's... like I, there, it wasn't such a detriment to the movie like yeah. especially because I went into it being so excited that Marvel was doing Spider-Man and with some movies that I get really excited about yeah. like I gotta be careful about this because they, yep. might, no, you they do. might ruin it but I am uh, until Marvel proves otherwise I will never go into a Mar- Marvel movie too excited I, I don't think it's possible because they will always knock it out of the park for me even when I'm the wet blanket on the podcast afterwards being like <laughs> Here's here's the bits of the movie that I really take issue with that you get rid of this and that one was terrible and oh that was the worst part of the movie but for but the worst part for all of, of that movie, that's still a great movie yeah, yeah. yeah. it's like it, it's like being you know the you know like the the poorest guy in the billionaires club you know like whatever <laughs> I'm still rolling yeah like, it doesn't matter <laughs> like it's still a fantastic movie uh, it is all around and, and I really think they captured a lot of the magic for a lot of the people that oh, when, yeah. when you were reading Spider-Man as a kid mm-hmm. and being like oh that's really cool and like so much of the banter that Spider-Man had when you were reading the comic books like the we're gonna team up right guys hey man it's me we're gonna are we gonna do this we're gonna that's gonna be awesome they did such a great job of capturing it that even like my fiance who never read the comic books yeah she she likes Marvel movies she's great but she never read the comic books and the movie still gave her a really clear sense of like oh like how geeked out you know 16 year old boy is at the concept of like well superpowers this is so awesome can I just say before we I just realized this we did not talk about the bigger twist in the movie at all we not we not touched it or did you did you see it coming okay so here's what I thought was going to happen oh no, okay so for those who don't know we've already spoiled a lot of stuff so but for those who don't know I mean this is a big I, I mean this is they've not touched in the trailers at oh. all if you've stuck with us this far when we've been dancing around it we've never said it we've talked we about dance yeah, around it well, well we dance around it as in we've not we've done everything but mention <laughs> we've it we've done everything, everything but mention it. it but which is so when I'm watching the movie I lean over to my wife and I go that one girl who doesn't talk which ends up being MJ yeah I was like I bet you that's the vulture's daughter because she's a really good artist and with the beginning of the movie they make a big deal like my daughter drew this blah 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 I'm like I bet you that's what it is it's fucking Liz's dad so and that just made me go Oh, I did not I see the never, I never saw it coming. I was Ugh. while we're sitting there, like he gets out of the car and goes up and he knocks on the door and my fiance leans over to me and goes, "It's him." 
I was like, what? And like, as she said it, like my brain, like it clicked and I was like, oh my God, it is. And then Michael Keaton opens the door and I was like, ah, yeah. She called it like seconds before it happened. And I like, it would not have occurred to me. And, and per Eric's like, MJ can be a black girl. Suck it, racists. Mm -hmm. Uh, it turns out Liz's dad can be a white guy. Suck it, racists. I know. And, okay. And she was like, mom. You don't see it coming because. Yeah. In part, in large part because of race. And I don't want to get into a, a whole lot of down that rabbit hole, but. Well, no, no, that is true. But we I are, feel like a lot of the audience is conditioned to, like. Yep. No, I agree. We are conditioned Liz's to. Liz's black dad. Right. Like, right? And. If anything, we think. I would think more realistically that. Or in, in sadly, both girls' cases. The second shocker would be more of the dad right. than Michael Keaton. I just remember, and then that's what makes that whole. Which again, we kind of answered that whole scene is like, you're gonna take my daughter in there, you're gonna show her a good time, or I'm gonna murder you and everyone you love, and you're just going like, oh, Keaton was so good, especially as like just the family man. He's just a family man. I'm He's a family just a guy. I got I got people to take care of, and, and I also like too that he he is still gonna kill him. Yeah. But he's trying to he's trying to reason with him a bit too. Yeah. And go look, like uh, but I don't have to kill you. I don't like, have to just, kill you. You just leave this alone. alone. But like when he's in the uh, warehouse, which I really loved, that I feel like he out Petered Peter. Oh, which man. I love that he where monologues he monologues him. Yeah, he monologues him and he crushes Peter with the building. Yeah. And he's just like, I'm not, I'm not trying to hit you. Yeah. And like you're like. You what? didn't hit me. Wow. Oh. I wasn't really trying to. But but the but the beautiful idea of that he's trying to talk to him like, look, I want you to see from my end, which is like, I have a family to support. And again, Peter's response is a kind of a naive, which Peter is. He's like, but it's still wrong. You don't do that, and then yeah. it doesn't matter. It's like it's, so altruistic, like so. Complete, which is what Peter like, is. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like there is there is only good and bad. Like he is totally with cap on that yeah like there now, is only good in now that. the what beauty is i feel like in the comic books as peter has gotten older like he does see it yeah and he and but he rationalizes it he goes i i understand where you're coming from but i have to take you to jail because it's the right thing to do yeah but but th there is not that we're not that we're not no. there it's just you're wrong yeah you did a bad thing and like you, you deserve just, this you deserve bye, bye, criminal. Bye, bye, bye criminal oh so good yeah i'm surprised we it took us this long to mention that because i was like wait we didn't talk about liz no that was, oh, that was a, such a great twist and i mean oh and just you feel bad for i mean he does that to every girl he dates at some point which is like i, I got a thing i gotta go oh right and then and then she's like you know what you're sorry a lot yeah i'm just like I hope you deal with whatever you're, you're dealing, dealing with. with. Well, and like so good that scene where he's picking her up for prom mm -hmm. was so good. I like, thought Aunt May was going to take it I because she was acting. Yes, like well, she. I thought she was waiting outside, but the acting in that scene between Tom Holland and, was. and Michael Keaton was just flawless. Because he, I don't. He didn't really. It was really more like he's the typical dad, and then when he gets in the car, that's when he starts to piece together. Yeah, and, then, and, like, and the whole time that Peter's clicking. flipping the fuck out. Oh yes, and he starts to realize why Peter's acting really weird. He's right. like, wait. And in some ways, I kind of feel like it's a it's an even better version of Raimi Spider Man when he sees Norman. Yeah. And he, and, and he realizes that Norman is the Green Goblin. Like at the, at the dinner, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot more of that. Like they played up for laughs a little bit more, like farcical laughs. This is just straight up like, 
this is terrifying. Yes, and the like, fact that he put it together, like, if you weren't there, if you're Spider-Man and you weren't there at the Washington Monument, then, like, look, Pete, you're a good kid. Obviously, you saved my daughter's life, so, mm-hmm. you know, thanks for that. But Now, here's a question for you, which leads into the ending. Do you think he saved him from Mark Gargan? Because remember, he doesn't throw Peter under the bus at the end, because he's like... Rumors tell you know who oh, this yeah. kid is. Now, is that because he, he was, saved you know, him? He'd be dead. Right. Now, did he, he do that because he wants to go after him, or did he do that because Peter saved his life? He didn't have to. I mean, because from your perspective, could be, it was clear that he didn't hear him when Peter's like, I'm trying to save your life. Yeah, like he didn't hear that part, but he did you didn't have to hear him carry you out of the rubble. That's true. Like, that's true, right? Like, <laughs> That's true. I did like the sign too. Yes. I was like, "Friendly neighborhood Spider-Man." Yes, all webbed up, like with all the loot and the bad guy. And can I say that like, Keaton's response to that too is like, when the light hits him, he's just like, "Like, look at the sign," and just looks at him. Yeah, like the like, camera's like, "Keaton was so good, it's so uh, good." But I, I really like that like twist, which is, and I hope. Well, technically, we got one more official Spider-Man movie yeah. through the Sony contract. Really. But, I didn't know Sony yeah. still had one. Well, the contract to share him with Marvel, they have two movies, and then smaller know. movies, like Avengers. I did and not know that. Yeah, this is where I'm getting a little nervous. Yeah. I want them to do the Sinister Six. Yeah. So, right, yeah. so, so Spider-Man, Spider-Man was was spiderific. Yeah, it was a really, really fun it movie. Was big. It was fun. It was movie. really good. I also think, yeah, it's a fun movie, which I don't think a lot of people are expecting with it because Spider-Man can be drab, and it's not. It's just because bad things keep happening to him. Yeah. And and I feel like bad things happen to him here, but it was still with like a, I'm gonna keep going, and it's fun. It's a yeah. fun movie, um, which I really liked. And I mean, I want them to do Green Goblin again at some point, and I, I. If they do the right face and all yeah. that, then I'm just saying, mm. yeah. Not anytime. They don't do it soon. I'm just saying, like, I would like to see Tom Holland, Spider- like, like, the perfect Peter Parker and Spider-Man fight a good version of the Green yeah, Goblin. Well, yeah, 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 that'd yeah, be that's, good. That'd yeah. be really, really good. Because, like, look, uh, what's his name is Octavius, I thought was a really good Dr. Octopus. Yeah, he was a good doctor. But, um... We could do better, maybe. I think it's Marvel. It's Marvel. We could do better. Yeah, we could do better. All right. Well, thank you, Nick. Oh, is there any stuff you would like to plug uh, again before we end? Uh, so long, stargazer.com. You guys have a show coming up to August Uh, 4th or 5th? August 5th for the uh, uh, West Grandview Grandview Fringe Fringe Festival. Festival. And they have a music stage this year, which Uh, is really rad. Yeah, Friday night, there's going to be a music stage um, at... I should really know these things. Kristen knows these things. <laughs> That's okay. No, no, no. It's okay. You, uh, if, if you want, you want more information, venue, yeah. If you want more information, so go to solongstargazer.com <laughs> or check go. out our Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash solongstargazer. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And yeah, it should be a blast. There's going to be a lot of good bands Friday night. August I think you guys 4th. are like ending the night, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. We're closing it out, wrapping up the night. Um, yeah. But but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a blast, and. Uh, yeah, come on out and and before you go out of the venue, the West End, mm-hmm. uh, the West Grandview Fringe Festival. The rest of it is also awesome. So oh yeah, if you're not doing yeah. anything that weekend. Check it out, and that's, that's and and just throwing out there, you guys will be selling CDs there too. 
Probably, yeah. Okay. Uh, if not, we almost always have a merch table. Um, and if you don't see a merch table, it's either because we didn't have room or we didn't have time. Please feel free to always approach any member of the band and say, sell me a CD, because we will. I mean, that I mean, the way you said that, I got chills. I was like, ooh, sell me a CD. Ooh. You sell me a CD. Like, and you know what? Be a little, be a little rough. Not like physically rough, but verbally. Just be like, I want a fucking CD. You're going to sell me one? You'd be like, yes. Hey, you're in So Long Stargazer, right? Oh, yes. You sell me a, a CD. CD. Oh, okay. For more information on all the other great stuff they have and their amazing CD. And by the way, their website's pretty rad, which I believe someone did. Yeah. I did, yeah. yeah. Did. So Long Stargazer com and uh, all right Nick thank you so much this is so much fun man absolutely yeah. thank you for having me all right we'll see you next time on the good the bad I don't know why I ended that way that's so weird I'm just gonna stop I'm just gonna stop talking I'm just gonna you know, keep talking You'll hear now. us next time. Here's next time